Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Rabbit Hole of Deception. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it's Tuesday, March 14th in the year 2023. It's the, (laughs) every time I say a date, I almost want to laugh. It's like, I don't even know what dimension I'm living in these days. We have freaks that are pedophiles and perverts that are running the world. And they're trying to convince us of things like men can have babies and women can have penises. And and I don't know what else we want to say. It's, it's just nuts and it's complete bizarre world. But that's okay, because we're going to hold the center line here and keep things good and keep things going, because this is literally not part of the world we're living in or should be living in. Tonight, we're going to get into a lot of just the general deceptions that are around us and things to be aware of. Before we begin, and I've mentioned this last night, but I do once again want to mention a great new sponsor we have for the program. And this is something that uh, I have prayed upon, and I was very blessed that they came to to this channel and wanted to be part of it. This is Field of Greens. Field of Greens is a full, real food, organic supplement to the body. And so it's like one of the few labels you can pick up and read and go, oh my goodness, I actually understand what everything's in it without needing a science degree to do it. Everything is American-made, it's organic, and it's it's American-produced. So it's a fantastic product, super healthy for your body. And each individual fruit or vegetable that's been selected for this mix has been done so to enhance a specific component of your body, whether it's liver function or whether it's your kidney function. All of these things designed to improve the functions of your body overall. And they come with an amazing guarantee which is after you start taking Field of Greens, after you go through your your first batch, if you go to a doctor's appointment and the doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because your health is better, they will refund your money. They have that much confidence in this product, and I believe in it. It's that good. So you can find it at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com, or you can follow the the link below the podcast which has a hyperlink right there. You can click and it'll take you right there. Use your promo code BARDSFM or BARDS. I don't know which one is active right now because we're changing it over to BARDS, but use either one, BARDSFM or BARDS. You're going to save 15% right off the top in a, in a great introductory special. And you're, if you sign up for their monthly delivery or your, your subscription service for it, then you're going to save an additional 10%, which is fantastic. And all of that, and you can you can stop the subscription anytime. So this is truly about creating a whole healthy food system for our body. And it's something I'm very much in line with because it's, it is whole foods. And it's what we've talked about and tried to rely on what God gives us in the kingdom to keep us healthy. So check it out. It's, again, Field of Greens, fieldofgreens.com. You will not be disappointed. 
Fantastic product. Really encourage you to check it out. And great savings right up front. So, again, fieldofgreens.com. Your promo code is BARDSFM or BARDS. Okay? Try either one. Make sure you get your discount. All right, I want to go over a couple of things here. Just We, we do live in a crazy world, and there's, there's absolutely no question about any of that. And there's just some things here that as we start to look at them, I, I think we, there's a great post here by Danny Zach, and this is from Twitter. They've conditioned you to believe their poison is medicine. They've conditioned you to believe their indoctrination is education. They've conditioned you to believe their propaganda is news. Worst of all, they've conditioned you to believe those who are aware are your enemy. The intertwining of media as a weapon system in our, in our culture is becoming increasingly evident to more and more, which is important. To understand that the powers to be work in concert with the media to, to generate messages and to ensure that those messages are put out in such a way that the people follow or believe the lie, abide by the lie, so that in the end, the state or the controllers always have the upper hand. Our entire education system is built around this same, same pr principles. They're the principles of control of the people, principles of control of the mind, principles of control of perception. And with that comes, obviously, the, the horrors and realities of what we're actually having to face here in, in, in this time, which is the collapse, ultimately, of a government and an economy as they try to reset things going forward. Now, I played this earlier today, but I want to start out with this tonight. And this is a perception of just kind of what we're dealing with in the magnitude of events currently. So you have to understand the overall plan of this, like what it is they actually want to accomplish at the end of it. And what they want to accomplish is a one world rule. And it's so much more than that. It is basically going to be an absolute enslavement, not just physically, a mental enslavement. It's basically a full-on attack on humanity. And in the end, even the awake will be deceived. And I'll tell you why. Because everything that's happening now, all that we're seeing with the whole CVID, the lockdowns, the 15-minute neighbourhoods, food shortages, power shortages, climate change. And then we're seeing the corruption of our system, of our politicians. We are meant to see this corruption. We are meant to see the lies. Or at least this is where it will be going. They want us to get angry and they want us to uprise because they want us to absolutely annihilate the system that we have in place. There'll be wars, there'll be disease. People have had this and their health is absolutely going to plummet. We're going to see death like most of us have never seen before. And then what you've got to understand, when this new world order comes in place, this new system, it will be brought in by somebody, a group of people under somebody. And this somebody will not come in to control us and to make us suffer. 
after all this suffering that we have had, and we are yet to feel a lot of it, this guy or whoever will come in as the saviour and we will be grateful for this. And like I said, even the most awake will fall for this because they will have lived under such a shitstorm. They'll just want peace. They'll just want rest from it. They'll want better. They'll want a new world order. And what will happen at this time that we're, you know, crying out for this and somebody comes in to save us, we will be made to feel like we've achieved this and we've got rid of all the corruption and all the death and the hurt and the sorrow in this world. We will feel like we've accomplished this. It's like when you're seeing all these court cases going on and everybody's like, yay, yay to the awake team. And when you're seeing these leaked messages and everyone's like, yay, they're finally getting brought down. We're exposing the truth. There's a bigger picture here. And it is all controlled from the hands at the top. And this is their intention. And when this new world order does come in play, trust me, considering people that took this might not still be around, it is the awake that will fall for this shit. Not the truly awake, because the wolves cannot be lied to. We always know. But never be fooled by the person that comes to save you. Those are probably some of the best words at the end that anyone could say. And that is to be very wary of those who's come in to save you. This is part of their plan. There's been a deep infiltration in our nation over years, centuries, in fact. And where much of that has come from is probably, if, we, if we're wondering where, it's not easy, it's not hard to discover. It's where all the money's flowing these days. Ukraine which takes us to the Kazarian Mafia, also known as the Red Jews. They have infiltrated into our culture in a deep way, infiltrated and come in with the intention of destroying everybody that's a believer in Jesus and a follower of Father God. And that's the objective ultimately that they're about. They've infiltrated the CIA, they've infiltrated many of our agencies, and they've used the, used the resources of so much of what's around us to turn it against us. I'm going to read you a few things here that I find are pretty eye-opening when you hear them. These are some memes that I came across today that are pretty powerful. One says, my favorite part about alcohol is that it gets you drunk by poisoning your brain and converts your testosterone into estrogen. By the way, there's another side effect of getting drunk. You open yourself up to demons. Number one way people get possessed or consumed with demons or demonic forces. Here's another one. The best part about casual sex is that it trains your body to stop using sex as a bonding experience, lowering the oxytocin spike. This will make it very hard to get an intimate, to get intimate with a partner you end up settling down with. Interesting side effects of all these, right? Here's another one. This one is, the empowering thing about birth control is that it changes who you're attracted to by altering your pheromones, leading to more unstable and destructive relationships. Here's another one. What's incredible about oat 
oat milk, which you know Starbucks is pushing that, and so like everything else they're pushing, alternate to regular milk. What's incredible about oat milk is it is it is how it spikes blood sugar as much as Coca-Cola and has the same seed oil content as French fries. <laughs> That's got to be super good for you, right? But eat the bugs. Eat the bugs. That's what we want. Here's another one. My favorite thing about polyester clothing is how it poisons you with BPA and endocrine disruptors. In one study, polyester underwear was shown to be as effective as, as an effective contraceptive, destroying men's fertility. And this last one's the best, especially for those of you that vape. The coolest part about vapes is that the oils reduce testosterone by up to 50% and shrink your penis. Go, men, go. Get on with those vapes. Got to get to the vape store right away. I'll tell you. And if you really watch what they're doing, and it, it's it, it's completely part of the culture we're in where so much money is put to advertising to convince you of a trend. Now, I hit on skinny jeans last night, and I, I really mean this. I mean, skinny jeans came for the women's style, and then it became part of the gay culture to mask to demasculate the male and then to sexualize the male body. But in order to, to be in skinny jeans you now also have to probably be a soy drinker because you're going to have to reduce and change your muscle structure and the way your body works. But so much of this goes back to literally the garden and the moment of the fall where Adam and Eve suddenly become embarrassed in front of God with, with who they are. And so since that time, we have literally been putting on clothing and fashion and style to try to give ourselves some sort of value, whatever that is. And when you start to see skinny jeans showing up at the pulpit, and most of those pastors that are wearing them, I would argue, have no idea what they're porting around, what they're actually part of. But they're part of a demasculinization and sexualization of the male body, which is actually everything is anti-Bible, anti-God, everything. The entire world we are in is a complete, is designed to be a deception it leads us always away from heaven and always a relation, away from our relationship in Father God, everything about this world. And that's the challenges that we're now facing as we're seeing these realities for what they are. But at the same time, as things are tearing down, we're not turning as a public, and I'm not saying anybody here, but we're not turning as a public back to him to say, all right, Father, here I am, here I am. Instead, people are turning to people like Trump or whoever else you want to call out, DeSantis, to lead us to this new great awakening, to be our savior of this world. It's what I'm now calling, and it's if you just imagine the two-party system, it's Lucifer's pendulum. It's literally taking us from the darkness to Lucifer's light, back and forth, back and forth, and we're being put in the same washing machine. It's Mossad's original motto, both ends to the middle by deception we wage war. But we're not in that place anymore. We shouldn't be. We should be stepping out into kingdom and avoiding a lot of this deception. But here we are, and here are the deceptions before us, and they are profound. 
Here's one. And this is this is literally the war on on our language and the, one of the most fundamental issues about who we are, which is the relationship of the mother, the nurture, and the father. And that's all coming through this attack on language called birthing people. Using the term mother to birthing people. Black birthing people. Black birthing people. Black and indigenous birthing people. Is the administration's official policy to replace the term woman with birthing people? I was a little taken back when I just read it and saw it, that it's that the term mother was gone in spots and it was replaced with birthing people. Again, if we're, if we're trying to be precise in, in the language that's used. Mom's a pretty good word. Everything that's worth living and dying for is under attack right now. This environment that has been created and corrupted and manipulated does not respect women does not respect children, does not respect men. It cares nothing for family. If that is the society that we want to live in, then we need to see how crazy we are, really. The world is in the condition that it is in because of the disrespect of the woman. There's so much that we place around her because as we are also taught that when you teach a man, you are teaching an individual. When you teach a woman, you are teaching a nation. Every prophet came from the womb of a woman. Every intelligent, strong, powerful man and woman came from the womb of a woman. So that's why they have to attack mother and remove father. Because before you can get to her, you have to get through him. Every wise nation has security. And the man is supposed to be that security. Can a woman secure too? Of course. Are there female warriors? Absolutely. However, because of her value, because a whole nation comes out of her. So you must be protected. And the man having that essential position by nature. So someone who knows that about you will do their best to make sure you are removed because there is a standard of conditioning that has to take place. Man, woman, child. If I want to get to that, I have to remove your protector because he is watching to make sure that everything that goes on in this environment is safe and secure. That's why they have to attack masculinity because they know, damn, if there's real men around here, we can't really do what we want to do. And if there are real women, we for damn sure can't do what we want to do because she's going to protect that child, he's going to protect that woman, and they both are going to protect society. And that's right where we are. And they've been doing this for years, but they've only accelerated it. And I've shared this story, but when I was sitting at Glad Tidings Church at the K-12 through school on Friday afternoon, after the end of the Isaiah 61 conference, they had asked me to come over to listen to a talk. What was stunning to me and in this class, and these are basically sixth graders to high school students, there wasn't a child in there that came from a home that had a normal relationship in, in normal marriage relationship with their parents. It was a broken family in one form or another. That is stunning in this day and age and probably a very accurate cross-section to what we are dealing with. Our nation is very vulnerable right now because the family has been massively attacked and divorce is becoming normal. And it's become so normalized that really anymore, it's just a matter of the a marriage is almost like a drive-through. 
So you're going to pick up a one flavor today and you're going to run it for a while until you're bored and you're going to cast it out and you're going to go on to another. And this sort of instability in the home life is creating a weakness in the children and vulnerability when they get to schools. And of course we send as a public, we are still putting children into public schools, which is nothing more than an indoctrination camp led by pedophiles and predators. And for those that aren't pedophiles and predators, then they're just weak, spineless followers that are abiding by the rules of what the of what their unions are telling them to do. Children aren't getting educated or getting indoctrinated. And the whole idea is to shape this world around a singular path that their deception that they're putting upon us becomes a normal truth for those that are living up within it. That's what we've seen with COVID. COVID was a it was an un- incredible moment to witness. I never thought I would see anything like it, but it's because there's so much deep indoctrination into the obedience of what the, of what the state says and the compliance to fear. And you combine those two things and you have a very toxic mix and the rabbit hole of deception goes very deep. We have a great obligation in this time to be speaking truth and speaking truth to as many people that will listen. And with that, we have an opportunity to pull people out of this matrix to at least getting them to start to lift their eyes up and realize that they're deeply caught within the trap of the machine. But when we're going to play politics with truth and try to side ourselves with Trump is right, Biden's wrong, we're just playing into Lucifer's pendulum. There is definitely going to be something coming that will line up somebody to be the savior of the world. By definition, that's the Antichrist, which is anti what Christ was. And it will be someone who will rise up to offer the great savings of the world by doing one thing or another, a peace treaty, a financial reset, something or other, stopping of wars. You'll see some arrests naturally. As I've said many times, it's, this is a, an elite war. The elites are fighting each other. We don't have a seat at this table. And as it looks right now, the extreme pedophiles are going to be the ones that currently lose. But that's the extreme pedophiles. Those are the ones that went too far off the rails. And it's still not getting back to the core of resetting this nation under the throne of God. There is an increasing concern for this sort of victory of us, the victory of those that want to see God back on the throne, and you're seeing it in the headlines and media with references to the rise of Christian nationalism. I can call it what you want, but what we're doing is we're resetting back to what our Declaration of Independence told us that we had as a nation, and we're resetting this nation one step at a time to be closer in alignment with what God would expect in a kingdom world. And that right there is key because with all of this, these people are fearful of God. That's why they go after us so hard. And part of their deception and everything they do is to continue to steer us away from God. You know, to demonstrate just the point, this is a a piece that was recorded inside a Federal Reserve meeting. I want you to hear it because it's important for you to hear how they're the media is integral to the plans and how the expectation is that the people will obey like sheep what the media tells them. The beginning of the piece just warns you to take your money out of the bank. What follows then is this insider recording. 
Take a listen. They're calling it the biggest bank collapse since the 2008 financial crisis. Go into your account, take your money out as soon as possible. Like all the money's gone and a lapse, a collapse, fluffer, uh, a collapse is imminent. But we have to, we have to, uh, we have to uh, stay calm and think of ways to vent, uh, vent, vent, um, prevent a bank, uh, bank run so we can get ours. Let's ensure that all banks are walking, flocking, um, talking with each other and sharing information in real time using the back channels we set up in October. And let's use the full force of the media to calm the public and to assure them that their deposits are safe. We may not be able to prevent a collapse, but if we work together, we can limit the fallout for us and preserve the continuity of government. It's a pretty amazing statement because it's, it, the media is once again just blatantly part of their plans. There's no consideration of if, if the media will abide by them. It is known that the media will be simply their agent to deploy the deception. And it, the further part of that, which is amazing, is the acceptance and expectation that people will simply obey. The sad reality, it still has a lot of truth to it. People still cling on very heavily to the media, and they still cling on very heavily to what goes on in the nightly news. And that obedience is ultimately what will be their deathbed and their death knell because they're going to be walked off the cliff and they'll willfully do so. Like the lemmings, they will, be, they will fly off the cliff into the water. The irony is in the whole true story of that picture of Disney that filmed the lemmings that were falling off the cliff. Those lemmings don't by nature jump off cliffs. That's what Disney's story is. But the real story is what really is happening to humanity. The lemmings are being driven off the cliff but because they were driven initially by whatever was pushing at them and in fear they ran, they were then left with no option than to jump off the cliff at the end. And if you're familiar with that clip, go back and take a look at it because that was a, it's a, one of the greatest distortions in the Animal Kingdom stuff, video stuff that Disney has ever done. And it has stuck as a great example of, one, the metaphor of what it's supposed to be the blind willfully following off the cliff underlaid by the reality that they were driven by fear and did the same thing. We have a public right now that is, though it is awakening more, it is nonetheless in a critical place and a vulnerable place, especially as we start to see these banking collapses happen. And they're being brainwashed even to this moment by this own government. There's a mashup of some of the perspectives over the last year of what has come out of this White House in regards to inflation. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle that will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. <laughs> Transitory. Most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. It's highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about 
inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. The number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, that, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fall of Putin. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The inflation we're seeing is due to the pandemic. When inflation hit a new high last week, the administration of President Biden called the numbers out of date. I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation. When I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard them there, we have to... Yeah, zero in percent inflation. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Go Biden, I swear. Real household inflation right now is running at between 35 and 50%, depending on what region you live in, depending on your gas costs, your, your heating costs, and your, your basics in eggs, cheese, milk, beef, meat in general. Um, and then, of course, you have things like cereals and so forth. All of those costs are up dramatically. And so you're, you're looking at at least a 30% jump across the board in all those basic household costs. While they tell you that the CPI is 8.3%, the consumer price index, which factors in other things like health insurance and the cost of school and a variety of other things where they can hide the real cost of the consumer impact of what's going on. The ultimate goal here is to rupture this economy, bring people to their knees, and to roll in the CBDC. And... That's going to be a choice that everybody at one point will have to make. Now, maybe they won't call it a CBDC. Maybe they'll call it rainbow currencies. Maybe they'll call it something else. The biggest thing is to be vigilant and not to just accept the first offer of what comes down the pipe. And for that matter, don't accept the second either. The, the problem with where most people sit is they don't realize how much power they have. But getting to where we need to be is going to be tough. But our time here isn't supposed to be easy. Let me give a perspective on something. If you hold out your thumb and you look at the, your thumb as the distance of your life right here, right now, most people focus on the living part of that. And then if you put your finger and you look at just the nail of your thumb, most people work their whole life so that they can worship and live through that nail length period of their life, which they call retirement. And it's a short blip because they, they live, they work, they save, and then they hope or they ignore the fact that they may not be able to make it that long. But the whole objective is to arrive at a point somewhere around retirement, which for some is 50, some is 65. And then they're going to expend their, their, all their dreams that they wanted to do. They're going to use up before they drop dead. And that's like the little nail on your, on your thumb. Okay. The problem is that that's our physical life. So now if you take your thumb and you put your thumb down on the floor and you look all the way across your house as if it's a straight line, that's eternity. 
And what we're doing right now is we've been convinced and brainwashed to believe that this is the greatest part of all life right now. And everything that we do is what we have to live for. So this happens very easily when you strip God out of the culture. You can convince people that money is the most important thing. You can convince people that that the most important thing is that new car, that new house. And so people live for the material consumption and all of the things that go with that. Never mind the fact that the new carpets have formaldehyde in them and you're going to sniff that in and get sick. Never mind that the car is going to put you into debt slavery for 60 years, 60 months. Never mind the fact you're going to have to take a second job to pay off some of these things that you were so excited to get that are so have such shallow fulfillment, but they felt good at the time. But once we finish this life, that short little thumb-length walk of our life, we're going to face God. And it's at that point that every single thing we do in our life, we're going to face him and be accountable for. And that testimony that we give at that point in time will be truly what will be left because everything else will be burned up. I don't mean that in terms of lake of fire. It's like the furnace of refinement. Everything else that had nothing to do with kingdom, nothing to do with the way God wanted us to live will evaporate. All those times you were angry, all those times obsessed about buying material things, all those times not listening to God. And for some, it's not going to be much left. And I hear this, you hear this, I hear this all the time. I've accepted Jesus, I'm going to heaven. You know what? You're, you're right. But the question is, are you going to sit back in the rest of eternity in the cheap seats? Or are you going to be up front in the leading area? And that's what's going to define us right now. So when we're looking at all these crises that are coming at us and all this constant barrage of deception and stupidity, we really have to recognize it for what it is. It is intended to keep us in a state of anxiousness, anxiety, hatred, chaos, all intended to separate us from our relationship with God because they understand eternity. They understand what, what's at stake here for us and one of the reasons they hate us. And so everything that they're doing is intended to keep us away from God, everything. And that's the core of deception. And these deception holes go deep. And they've sold it well. They've created this perception that life needs to be easier, that the convenience of our life is what is the most important piece. So it's easy to sell a new phone. It's easy to sell new apps. It's easy to sell the idea of changing the world through some digital app on a phone. Because these things are great creations, great ideas, without accountability and without difficulty. I don't have to struggle. And I'll, the app I love to, to just mock at is the one that they did in San Francisco, which they literally did an app where it geolocated human poop. And I'm not exaggerating. People can go around and snap a picture of the poop and it will geolocate it and it sends it up to a team that's supposed, someone else is supposed to come up and clean it. There it is. Life is convenient. I don't have to worry about the stains on my city and my search street. I don't have to worry about the foulness of somebody dropping their pants and dropping a load right on the corner in front of my child. I just snap a picture of it and I geolocate it. And someone else will come in and deal with this foulness so I can continue to go on in my life of convenience. 
That's the world we currently live in. And it's not a world that I'm choosing to move forward in. We have to return. If we're going to really embrace what God put before us, it's a world that is much more challenging. It's much more rewarding too. It's a world of literally breaking past the deceptions and putting our hands in the ground to grow food, to, to nurture the things that God gave us, to be responsible in our lives, to learn the skills and the gifts and talents, and to break past this economy based on Babylonian money magic and get back to trade and exchange and barter. That's at the core of loving our neighbor. And I've said this in the last few shows, and I'm going to say it again tonight. You know, this thing of I've mentioned of sourdough revolution, I'm encouraging everybody to do it because it's a fundamental shift in the way we operate. And what that is is to learn to make sourdough. There's plenty of resources and within Bars Nation. There's plenty of resources on, the, on YouTube to learn how to make sourdough bread. Sourdough bread is literally natural yeasts that you collect and ferment to use to make bread. And then it's just the natural yeast with flour, water, and salt. That's it. And you make the bread, make a batch of bread once a week, make it a pattern. You feed your starter, your starter gets better over time. But in every week, take one loaf and share it with your neighbor, share it with a family member, share it with the kids on the block, share it with a homeless guy, whatever it is you have, wherever you're called. Now I've already been, to, we already have one of our mods that can't get two of bread loaves out of the oven without her children consuming them all. And, and so she's decided she's going to have to start doing six loaves a week. <laughs> but nonetheless, this is, this is the core of how, you, of how we make a change. And what's amazing about this statement, and I, I, I know it sounds very like, okay, what does this have anything to do with the price of tea in China? Everything is what it is. When I mention this, and I've run into people over this last week, I cannot believe how many people were called to the same frame. They just said, man, God just put on my heart to start making sourdough. They don't listen to the show. So there's something very interesting here, and it's something very important to listen to. And once we, you start getting your sourdough starter going and you're feeding it once a week, or sometimes daily, you have a way to make bread without having to go to the store and buy yeast. It's that simple. It takes about 48 to 72 hours to get your yeast starter going. But you have something every week that you're doing physically involved in building a skill and blessing something and sharing it with your neighbor. It is probably one of the most easiest and most rewarding things you can do in loving thy neighbor and building out a community. And we have to be doing a lot of it right now. This times that we're in, these, these times are continuing to be very disruptive and they're only going to get worse. And the deceptions are only going to get worse. While we have people still trying to get through the shot or people dropping dead from the shot or people damaged by the shot, we don't have a word of that coming out of D.C. Even though the, those, the doctors out here fighting on the front lines and the, the alternate media voices are now doing the research to find out where this shot came from, which it started in about 2011 under Obama when the Pentagon was given money, it looks like, to run a bioweapons lab, but they didn't want to do that, so they channeled it through NIH under Fochi. But 
they've been running these weapons labs, these weapons programs forever. And so they launched this concept, which originated in part out of DARPA. And they launched it on the public with a dual agenda. One, to depopulate, and two, to transition humanity to a new type of species called the transhumans. That's your government. And you, you can't tell me that there's that people up in D.C. don't know about it. In fact, they all voted for it. But you're not going to solve the problem through them. Everything they're doing now is to keep you busy looking different places to avoid the realities of what is coming. And what is coming is an accountability for them that they don't want you to see. They don't want you to see the banking collapse. Hardly anybody in the mainstream media today talked about banks collapsing. Because I guess it's all over now that the Federal Reserve has backed 100% of the deposits at SVB Bank. Even though SVB Bank was just another Ponzi scheme in their whole series of things to leverage money and ultimately another way of buying Fed Fed money and getting Fed money in to fund their venture capital projects. We're getting raped left and right on the financial system, and they know it, and they don't care. And so when we start building out some basic principles, like sharing bread, we're starting a foundation of something much greater. Not only are we starting something to break away from the deception and the Babylonian architecture, we're starting a relationship that is built as God leads us to, which is to love thy neighbor. And to take it a step further, we're starting to build the foundations of a barter economy, which is real products and real goods and sharing and exchanging and not having to rely on the Babylonian money magic to get us through. The transition isn't going to be clean. There's no way it can be. So there's no idealisms there that I'm putting out before you. But what I do know is that the more people get involved with growing food, the more people get involved in taking responsibility in their lives for the things that we consume, the things that we wear, where we go to church, how we worship. We start taking accountability for these things. Our health, our mental wellness, our own knowledge, our own knowledge libraries. We become a force of change and it takes incremental steps. And as more of those incremental steps are made and people link together in community, more problems are overcome or challenges are overcome. And there's nothing that can, can get in our way. Nothing can stop us. Literally no weapon forged against us can succeed. But all of this comes down to us. Us deciding what it is and the direction that we want to go. And that centers on a real simple question. Do you have fear or are you fearless? We are told 365 times in the Bible, fear not. That's not just a suggestion. That's a directive from God. That many times, there's two things that tells me. By saying it that many times in scripture, it tells me that people are highly susceptible to fear and that they have to constantly be reminded of that message because it's the one thing that they will cause them to fall. And that many times said in the Bible, and as God would say to us, fear not, tells us that it's not just a casual suggestion. It's a restated, emphasized directive to get it together and fear not and live through him.
That's the glory of the time we live. We have that choice. We have that clarity. We have that discernment to know exactly where to step. And once we decide that that's where we want to stand and be, we start to find this whole host of other people that are there with us. And the small actions become important actions. And again, back to the bread. The bread becomes a simple way of living out those first steps of gaining a skill, loving thy neighbor, establishing the foundations for a barter economy, and building community. There's no downside. And in all of this, as the more you do that, the more people are able to take a moment. Even if they're deep in the matrix, you're giving them a moment to pull back and observe. And once people begin to get a little bit of light, not the Luciferian light, but God's light in there, and they start to see the power of, of gifting, the power of loving, this whole thing, this whole house of cards, it'll come down faster than you can ever imagine. But the best part is, it won't fall into the ashes and then rise up like the phoenix, which is the one of the worship birds of the, of the devil's side. Instead, it'll be like a lion roaring up because people have learned to get along. People have learned to rely on community. They've taken responsibility. They started to do their own things again. And while nobody's going to be perfect, as we build those collective efforts, the corporate world that we know almost vanishes overnight. We live in a great time, a challenging one, but a great time. And all this noise and confusion that's around us, it's just that. It's noise and confusion. Nothing we should get stressed about. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for this time tonight. Blessed always in the paths that you take us and the places you put us to see clearly what's before us, to fear not, and to dig deeper into you as we see this storm and the storm that is coming and is over us as we tuck into you to realize just how safe we truly are within your protection and your space. Father, we pray tonight deeply for the many out there, whoever's walking in fear, having anxiety, deep riddled with anger or hatred for his fellow man or brethren. Just pray that they can have this encounter with Jesus to really have a touch of what it is to be, to love thy neighbor and to really realize how much they're being manipulated to hate when they should be loving. This is a powerful time to embrace a walk together, to seek forgiveness, to seek repentance, to extend a hand of grace, to bake bread and to share it with your neighbor. Let us break bread, brother, uh, Father, and let us break bread together. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There is really nothing but good things ahead for us. And as difficult as this may appear to be, in God's eyes, it's really nothing. And I think that's an important place to remember. Our home is in the present here. Our destiny is with Father God. Let's not lose sight of that ever. What we need to do here every day is to live for him and through him. 
Some days that's going to be harder than others. But on no days will it be any less than rewarding. Living that way is a profound way. And as long as we keep that walk going, this storm is going to pass easier for us than the others. And everything we take from it will only enrich us and make us greater, both in here in the now and for the life of eternity that faces us. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.